This program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. It can be statistically proven that people come in three sizes, large, average, and small. Because most of the women used in television commercials are no more than skin stretched on very small bones, the American woman has been conditioned to place herself in the large category. You can't look at a television commercial without realizing that someone is trying to make women dissatisfied with the way they look, smell, or feel. This is why even the most sensible woman might be tempted to lose weight, to diet. Have you ever lived with a person who eats nothing but salad? After a week you beg them to wolf brownies or at least put enough chocolate sauce on their lettuce to make them sociable. A St. George man told me that his wife dieted faithfully for three weeks without losing a pound. She got so cranky that he started avoiding her. He even fell asleep drinking his nightly hot chocolate in front of the television set and stayed on the couch all night. And night after night, his wife lost weight. It was two or three weeks before a doctor figured out why. The television ads for weight loss had made his wife so sensitive to calories that she'd been gaining half a pound every night just by smelling the hot chocolate on his breath. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
your buddy Humble here. Thank you for listening. Django Land have found a new baby. One day, a wretched derelict showed up at a local church right after the service and asked if he could have $50 to get him to New Bedford so he could work on a fishing boat. When the three deacons assembled to consider the case, one of the deacons, a schoolteacher, recognized the man as one of the most troublesome kids he'd ever had in school. Another deacon, a prison guard, had fingerprinted the fellow when he was admitted to the state prison. The third, in one of those coincidences that you only hear about on Paul Harvey, had been the man's prison advocate and parole officer. Well, None of the three deacons let on that they'd ever seen the candidate before, and he didn't let on that he knew them. They gave him the $50 to get him on a boat 200 miles away in New Bedford and figured that it was the best money they had ever spent.
word, Mary Lou Williams. We don't hear enough Mary Lou Williams. Isn't that remarkable? What a bit of authority. The name of that is Clean Pickin', probably so they won't pay royalties on just you. Just me. Little news item here for you. A little news item. Police pulled 145 nasty-looking marijuana plants from a dirt road in Friendship and are looking for the owner. A cushion logger had complained to the police that the 12-foot plants were interfering with his cutting operation. Although the street value of the plants in Bangor is in excess of $50,000, the logger said it would be a waste of time for him to cut them because, unlike firewood, there is no ready market for marijuana here in Knox County, Maine. The owner of the weeds is urged to call the police at once as the plants are drying out rapidly and, unless they are claimed soon, will have to be thrown away. It is a well-known fact that here in Maine, school teachers 
uh, school superintendents rather, that get three times the pay of a school teacher. Superintendents do not get a lot of money for what they do. It simply happens to be three times what teachers get for what they do. Some people wonder why. The superintendents, think about this now, the superintendents go to the same teachers' colleges and sit in the same classes as the teachers. They both go to the same colleges to get their master's degrees. But think about this. When they start work, a strange thing happens. One gets three times the salary that the other one does. Now, I asked a school board member why the school board paid superintendents such respectable salaries and was told, well, we pay them a lot more than we want to because we want somebody who can do a good job. You get what you pay for. One wonders why the same philosophy is not applied to teachers. Lots of fat, but I'm no friend of dancing when it's hot. So if you are a dancing fool who loves to dance but can't keep cool, bear in mind the idea that I've got. When it gets too hot for comfort and you can't get ice cream cones, paint no sin, take off the skin and dance around in your bones. When the ladies meet, of the music softly moans Taint no sin to take off the skin and dance around in your bones The polar bears aren't green up in Greenland They've got the right idea They think it's great to refrigerate while we all cremate down here Just be like those bamboo babies in the South Sea Tropic Zones Taint no sin to take off the skin and dance around in your
gathered by the river. Listen to your deacon Jones. Paint no sin. Take off skin. Pants around in your bones. You must all go in that water. Let me hear your sinful groans. Paint no sin. Take off skin. Dance around in your bones. Do what I say right away, wicked sinners. Cause this is your judgment day. Come, Mandy Lee, in the river with me. Wash your sins away. Throw away your gin and razors. Throw away your gambling bones. Oh, take those Take off Bones must be the last word. It would seem to fit right in there. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, because I'd love to hear from you. And here is a letter I sent this morning to a main Internet company. I think they handle my web page information and give me the Internet, but I'm not sure. Every year I send these people a check because I have no idea what might shut down or collapse if I don't. And this is what I wrote. Hi, please send me another bill by email. I tried to pay you online when I first got your bill. I tried to find a page where I could do it. I pay my credit cards, I pay my cable TV, I pay my mortgage, and I pay my power bill online. But your website for paying online, being made by computer experts, was too difficult for me to navigate, and I gave up in frustration. And, and now I can't even remember if I could find it. Thank you for understanding that old people aren't very good with technical things. We don't even know your language. I'll send you a check, as trying to pay you online would simply exhaust me. I don't like to send checks because a three-cent stamp for the envelope now costs around 50 cents. Thank you again, the humble farmer.
Jangle here on the Humble Farmer. You have heard me say that I could never afford to have children and at the age of 70 had to learn about grandchildren starting from scratch, as it were, without even an hour. Listen to this. Without even an hour of grampy experience to fall back on, my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, placed one of her valuable grandchildren under my care for an hour. I was scared. You can imagine. I was scared to death. The child, Evelyn, could not talk. What could I do? What would I do if she wanted something? And how would I know what she wanted? But you can well, are you listening? You can well believe that I learned something from this unique experience. The child went into my library and peeled the dust jackets off some Art in America books and ate them. I couldn't believe it. The child ate paper. How, I wondered, could any child cultivate a taste for paper? But then I remembered that earlier in the day I had seen her mother feed the child an artichoke. Thank you. 
<laughs> Guitar legend Lenny Bro on the Living Room Tapes, Volume 2. Can't believe I was once presumptuous enough to hire Lenny Bro to play a gig with me and Brad and a couple other guys up at the Belfast Curling Club. Fit right in there, he did, didn't they? You didn't want to play with Lenny Brawl. You just wanted to sit back and listen. Oh, it's time to remind you that you are listening to The Humble Farmer right here on your favorite radio station. Where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you again for listening. We read that in January of 1912, Marcel Duchamp, created the painting Nude Descending a Staircase Number 2. You know the painting I'm talking about, of course. There are those who believe this work to be one of the greatest paintings of the 20th century. And herein lies a dark secret that artists have successfully hidden from a gullible public for centuries. A case in point, and you're very familiar with this one. A case in point was Jackson Pollock, who made history when he tripped and fell on his way to the icebox for a salami sandwich. And so it was with the nude on the staircase. For years, it has been assumed that the nude was on his way to fetch his only pair of drawers, which he'd put in the dryer down the cellar the night before. Thank goodness for that cough button. However... In the July 2015 periodical History of Film, we read that, that Marcel was a regular at a movie house where the hand-cranked projector was operated by an elderly gentleman who was a very heavy drinker. Nude descending a staircase number two is no more than Marcel's impression of Lillian Gish in the Musketeers of Pig Alley.
Django. Something at something something at WHTFM is the password my internet company gave me to enable me to access my account and pay my bill online. Now think of this. The password was probably generated by an ignorant machine because how does an ancient main man know if the first letter L, is it L or an I? And after the second L or I, do you see a W or a VV? You can't tell by looking at this. And right after the at, you will see another L or an I. I don't know if it's an L or an I. I tried to pay my bill online, but gave up and emailed them, asking me to send me the bill again, because as much as I, you heard me say this, as much as I hated to pay 50 cents or so for a three-cent stamp so I could mail them a check, it was obviously the only way I could do business with them. Got no reply. Until this morning, when I got an email that told me to pay up quicker, my plug would be unequivocally, unequivocally, oh, never write words that you can't spell. Well, they was going to pull the plug anyway, no matter how they went about doing it. And you might well ask if there actually is anyone at this company. Have you ever wondered that? Is there anyone there? Or is the whole business no more than one all-knowing computer that sends out bills and credits payments to the computer's bank account in the Cayman Islands? I'm mailing this thing, whatever it is, I'm mailing it an envelope with a check in it. What you want to bet that anything that arrives in the form of hard copy is incinerated to generate power.
Panama. I never don't know if I ever played Panama. Good good old song. Oh, it's time to remind you that you are listening to the humble farmer here on your favorite radio station where with any luck at all. You can hear me playing old fashioned music just for you, right here. On your favorite radio station. Thank you again for listening. You have heard me say that my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman, and I have a symbiotic relationship, which is, of course, the secret to a happy marriage. I am always cold. My wife is always hot. When I put an ice-cold hand down the back of her shirt onto her sweaty back, I say, ho, 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 that feels good. And she says, ha, 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 that feels good. Now, perhaps you and your spouse sneak about the house, surreptitiously turning the thermostat up and down to suit your own personal needs, or even opening and closing windows when the other one isn't looking. Now, this does not happen in our home because when the temperature drops down to 74, 75 degrees, so I just can't tolerate it anymore, well, I just simply put on Extra woolly pants, long underwear, and a sweater.
Django, Django, when you come right down to it, you know, you have uh, never seen a man so homely, but what he could get some other man's wife to run off with him. You know, this is true. But seeing the contested beauty bragging about the affair in front of a TV camera is something else. I want you to give this some thought now. Because that said, I can see a day when only homely men will run for public office. If you will consider the many cheating men you have seen commanding the evening news, I think you'd have to admit that they are far above average in looks, income, fame, and physical prowess. Whenever they are tried by the bar of public opinion, women crawl out of the woodwork and vie to confess that, oh, when we were in the third grade, he used to pull my pigtails. But... Suppose the man were coyote ugly. How much would you have to pay a woman to admit that she had ever been that desperate? No. Remember you heard it here first. Homely politicians are the wave of the future. They can cheat all they want and no woman would ever tell.
man. Did you raise the third? <laughs> I haven't heard that enough times to know. Mary Lou Williams, what a, what a monster, huh? Wouldn't you like to have her playing your parties? Uh, wow. Oh, by the way, I uh, never get to say thank you for listening because the way we do it here, I just keep playing music until the time runs out and then they just shut me off, so... Forgive me if I forget to say thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer with any luck at all. I'll be back here next week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. I want you to remember that and say that at the end of the program because I probably won't get, a, won't get a chance to say it. When I Google, I pretend I'm a prospector looking for gold. And it is that 10 dirtiest hotels in the world site that we are going to continue mining now. We've talked about it before. Here's a review that says, The hot tub looked disgusting like homeless people bathed in it. <laughs> I must admit that I have never seen a bathtub that had been used by homeless people, so I have no, I have no reference here. And think about this now. Aren't even the people nearest and dearest to you able to make a bathtub look disgusting? Or have you never married and had children? And consider this. Our room looked like something from a very bad horror movie. Now, is that not a subjective observation at best where it's possible to get bogged down by semantics? Can you distinguish between a bad horror movie and a good horror movie? Is a good horror movie really horrible? Is a bad horror movie not bad? The guest continues, I was scared to sleep in the bed. Just looking at the bed in this hotel made me want to itch. Let's turn that around into something positive here. Just looking at it made me want to itch. Wouldn't that at least give you something to do if the television didn't work?
Django here on the Humble Farm. Almost time to get out of here. Radio friend Kip writes, and I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Radio friend Kip writes to say that he has a new iPod that is the size of a Heath bar. Well, I don't know what an iPod is. I have a vague impression of what a Heath bar looks like, and I'm glad to hear that. Kip's iPod machine is the size of a Heath bar because, think about this, when it comes to giving an example of a size, too many people say that it was the size of three football fields. Haven't you always wondered about this football field thing? Why doesn't someone ever say that it was the size of the library reading room at Harvard Law School? As tall as the statues at Vigiland? Or about as wide as a street in Pompeii. 